The tour bus pulled up in front of the Freeport Hotel, its air brakes hissing softly just before the door opened and the passengers alighted. The two young bellboys glanced at each other, rolled their eyes, and hesitantly moved forward to help the guests. The first guest, a middle-aged woman with exotic, dark hair and not-so-exotic, graying roots, stepped forward. She smiled at the young men and winked slowly. Did you miss me? She asked, purposely lowering her voice to sound more appealing. The first young man nodded perfunctorily. Yes, ma'am, we certainly did, he said. We missed all of you today. How were your classes at the conference? She paused, dramatically, of course, and laid her hand between her breasts. They were geared toward less, she paused again, lest polished writers than I. Of course, I merely attend this conference every year, so my fans have access to me. They are so very grateful. That's good of you, ma'am, the other bellboy replied. May we help you with your bags? She shook her head slightly. Oh, no, do help the others, the older ones, she insisted. But if you are looking for some entertainment later, she laughed softly, sent them a knowing look, and glided into the hotel lobby. Dude, she's got to be as old as my mother or my grandmother, the first bellboy whispered, screwing up his face in distaste. What's up with that? Shaking his head, the second bellboy glanced quickly over his shoulder at the departing guest. I don't know and I ain't gonna find out. The next woman to exit the bus had bright orange hair and was wearing a flowing fuchsia caftan. She put her wrinkled hand with matching fuchsia fingernails into the hand of the bellboy as she stepped down onto the sidewalk. Thank you. She paused and placed her other hand over her eyes, making sure there was enough room between fingers for her to peek through. Don't tell me. The spirits will tell me your name. He sighed inwardly and moved slightly so his name tag was visible. She angled her head marginally, and he pretended not to notice. Matt, she said, dropping her hand and grinning at him. You see, I'm psychic. Yes, ma'am, he agreed. I've been amazed every time you've done that. She leaned over and patted him slightly on the cheek. The spirits don't lie, she said. No, ma'am, I'm sure the spirits don't lie, he agreed with a smile. The next rider was a dapper man in his late 60s. He stepped off the bus and quickly looked to either side of the bus. Did you watch, he asked the second bellboy. Were we followed? The young man shook his head. No, Mr. Swift, sir. We set up a lookout when we heard the presentations were over for the day and you were leaving Highland Community College, he said. There have been no suspicious characters or vehicles in the vicinity of the hotel. I believe you're safe. Snapping his head back towards the young man, Swift glared. I am never safe, young man, he said haughtily. I am a man with a past. I've had more identities than you've had teachers. I am intricately connected with all of the alphabet agencies in this country and a few outside this country. Do you understand? 
Nodding and showing maturity beyond his years, the boy walked over and stood next to the man. How can I be of assistance, sir? He asked. Smiling with satisfaction, Swift nodded. Just try to be aware of your surroundings, young man, he said. There is evil lurking all around us. Evil that would like nothing better than to place me out of commission. The world would be a much more dangerous place without me, son. Remember that. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir, the young man replied. Escorting the rest of the 40 members of the Midwest Murder, Mayhem, and Mystery Writers Consortium took the young bellhops another 30 minutes, as each unique character had something to say. Finally, the last writer stepped down, a middle-aged woman simply dressed in jeans and an oversized shirt. She smiled genuinely at the young men and handed each of them a $20 bill.